Welcome to 33 Dreams of Indy. I'm your host, Robert Earl, and on today's episode, we are joined by the 2019 Cooper Tires USF 2000 champion, Braden Eves. Has that sunk in yet? It still hasn't sunk in, and uh, I don't know when it will, but I'm really enjoying this phase so far. When it's going to sink in is when we have our season preview interview, and I get to call you a rookie. And we get to put that <laughs> yellow stripe back on. But yeah. until then, enjoy it very much. Entering the weekend, you posted on Twitter, I saw that you had a singular focus. And some could take that as a little bit of confidence or, or, or cocky. What was that singular focus? And was there anything that occurred over the weekend to shake that confidence? Uh, I don't think it was really cocky. I think it was just, I knew it was going to be such a tough weekend going in and uh, I couldn't make any mistakes. And um, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is the championship. And that's really um, what I just wanted to uh, convey on my social media was really the only thing that matters is the championship. And that's what my focus was on hundred um, percent. I think I just kind of summoned the confidence within myself. Really. Um, I had to, because I knew that whoever would come out on top this weekend was going to win the championship. So I just kind of summoned every single ounce of confidence I had in myself. And, you know, I've always believed in myself more than anyone. And um, I knew that I just had to put my head down and, um, you know, get the results that I, I needed to win the championship. Yeah. R race one seemed like it might've been as good of a drive as even race two. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, it could have it could have definitely been better. Um, the Kate Motorsports guys gave me a good car, but um, I think we just missed the setup just a little bit um, compared to the competitors. Um, obviously, um, you know, the people that were at home didn't know exactly what was going on with the tire scenario, but um, we used all of our, our three sets of tires, our three sets of Cooper tires in qualifying. Wow. Um, okay. So we were really going after the pole and uh, – trying to get that pole position so that we could start at the front and kind of manage the race from there. But um, it didn't end up working out. Um, the new tire advantage of the race was too much. So they, they passed me and kind of ran away with it. I ended up fourth. Um, but the good thing was that was um, Hunter wasn't the winner and it was Christian Rasmussen instead. So that helped me in points for sure. Um, and uh, I ended up managing fourth, which was about the same deficit as a, uh, if I would have finished second and Hunter would have finished first, which was pretty much the worst case scenario um, it, that I could have in that race to win the championship still. So that was, uh, you know, it wasn't the best race, but as uh, Dominic said after the weekend, it was, it was good enough for, uh, for the championship. Yeah. And you're going out at different times in the weekend. There's different cars that have run before you. Um, there's not an indicator, as you said, as to what tires you're starting on unless you're actually there. So uh, yep. that is great. And, and Rob Howden does a great job of letting us know, but he was spread thin and, and uh, giving the trophy to, I believe at that time, Oliver Askew and, and was tied up with that. So you enter Sunday, 12 points uh, ahead, entering the final race. Behind. How aware of, what's that? I was 12 points behind. 12 points behind, excuse me. How aware of the points were you? Had anybody uh, done the calculations uh, going through it as to where you needed to finish, where Hunter could finish? And then were they giving you updates during the race? Uh, I, I told them not to, not to give me any updates. Um, 
because I was up, you know, really late the previous night. Um, you know, I was, I remember I was really tired, but I couldn't, I couldn't fall asleep and my mind got going and there was so much going on. So, um, I was really just, you know, I was doing the math in my head. I said, okay, well, if I finish second, which is pretty realistic because the day prior, um, Hunter and Christian were really fast and they were starting 10th and Hunter was starting last. So I thought it was pretty realistic that, you know, I could get, I could get top two, hundred percent. And, um, I was doing the math, you know, if I get second, where does he get to finish? Well, he has to finish this position, but I was like, well, it's kind of likely that he's going to get the fastest lap because he was fastest uh, today uh, at Saturday and he had new tires be again, because um, he broke down in the qualifying yeah, new tires. So, he was going to get a draft off of someone or be yeah. able to. Uh, so I was, the- I was like, let's just assume that he gets the fastest lap in the race. Um, you know, I have to finish second and he has to finish eighth. Um, that'll put us tied and I'll win off of, uh, off of um, a tiebreaker, which is the amount of wins. But, you know, looking back, my teammate Darren has had, you know, a lot of bad luck and he had, uh, you know, he got crashed out and he would have to come through the field. And usually when he would come from the back, he would finish right around seventh, sixth, eighth. So I was like, okay, we can kind of expect that from Hunter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if he, if he does that, then he's going to probably win the championship if I get second. So I just had to 100% had to win the race in order to lock it in because I knew unless there's, you know, five cautions he can't get up. And even then, you know, he can't, he probably can't get up to fourth place. You know, it's too quick up there. It gets harder and harder to pass as you get further towards the front. So, um, I just had to win the race and I knew, um, those around me would have better tires. So I had to get it at the start. You know, I could hold on if I was in the lead, but I don't, I didn't, I don't think even looking back that if I hadn't gotten in the lead at the start that I would have been able to run them down and pass them. So that was really the crucial thing for that race. The Road to Indy TV, Rob Howden, was burning up a calculator at one point. Uh, his co-announcer was asking him, where are the points right now? Where are the points right now? And we didn't have the little graphic on the screen like the big boys do. Uh, he said it could potentially be tied right now, and then that would have gone to your victories. Uh, so that's how close it was. So the, the pass you made on Kaminsky, Colin Kaminsky, uh, you must have been aware that he's played hockey uh, with a little uh, uh, hip check there and, and being able to go through. It was very clean racing, although I'll talk to Colin uh, tomorrow, so we'll find out what he thought about that. Uh, but that pass on him, tell me more about it. Yeah, so that was the really crucial thing. And I remember when I was, I was thinking through all the possibilities, um, not only at points, but I was thinking of what could happen in turn one. Um, what could happen in the race and how I could manage to win from no matter what happens. And definitely one of those things that I have, I was thinking about was turn one, you know, how do I get past? And, um, you know, looking at all the video, we have a lot of video at Cape Motorsports from previous years, you know, um, 2016 and before mm-hmm. of races there and people trying to go on the outside. And I knew that an outside pass wouldn't work yeah. and he's on the pole. So I said, if anything is going to work, it's going to have to me to, to be me just, you know, shoving it in on the inside in the middle of the corner and trying to make it happen that way. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Um, Colin was on new tires, which is definitely an advantage, but um, those first corners, um, they're not completely broken in. So the used tires are actually a little bit better in the first opening corners. Um, and what happened was he just, you know, slid a little bit wide and I anticipated it. 
I went wide um, and then kind of cut it inside and was able to get to his inside. And from there, you know, I had the line, so he had to back out. And um, and then from there, it was just, you know, hammer down, no, no mistakes, try to get a gap, try to run away and make it so that it's like Christian, the race before where nobody can even catch up. So it looked like a Martinsville move of a little bit of a crossover. And, and you just said hammer. And four was filling up your, your rear view mirror. Christian Rasmussen was, was coming. How good does it get to be that close in the corkscrew? Now you can reflect back on it while you were in it. I'm sure it was a little nerve wracking, but he, he put on the charge, especially coming from where he did. You know, it was one of those things where if it was early in the season, it might've been a little bit more um, nerve wracking to have somebody that close because it's always the possibility of crashing when someone's that close. But at that point, it's either win or lose the championship. So it doesn't matter if I crash out. And, uh, you know, I would see someone closing in on breaking, locking up, you know, having the possibility of hitting me, you know, it happened many times. And I just had to completely ignore it and hope that they didn't hit me. And if they did hit me, it is what it is. You know, I can't do anything about that. So if I was going to win the race and win the championship, I just had to completely focus 100% forward and uh, make no mistakes, really. Does that come from the experience you've been driving since you were six? And, and uh, I keep referring to Rob Howden. He does a great job uh, with the road dandy and, and highlighting you as the drivers, yeah. the teams, and you appeared on his episode 20. So you give a great rundown if someone wants to listen to of your background. But does that come from experience? Does that come from, uh, tell me as a, as a fan, where, where do you gain that from? I think it comes from a lot of experience. You know, I've had a lot of races in, in karting. Um, most of my big wins were coming from the back and the closing laps where you just have to know exactly, you know, you have to know your competitors. You have to know how to evaluate situations and know exactly what's going to happen. Um, you know, be able to predict that stuff as much as possible. And uh, that helped me out so much. It's one of the, It's been one of my biggest strengths in my whole career was just kind of predicting what would happen before it happens. And I've, okay. you know, I've won one of my favorite wins in karting was I went from six to first in, um, in the last lap of a, a national karting race. Hmm. And that's just knowing exactly, you know, where I need to place my cart. Cause you know, I see people going into a corner a certain way and it's like, I know exactly how this is going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's how, you know, it really worked out for me in turn one, just knowing the competition and, you know, knowing what they're going to do. It, it, it showed. It, it really did show. And it showed as you were approaching those turns. Uh, season overall, nine podiums, six wins. You took back-to-back -back in St. Pete, back-to-back -back in the Indy Grand Prix, uh, Road America, the second race, and then that last race to Laguna Seca. What were your expectations going into the season now that it's a, a little bit of a closed book? Um, you were jumping in with a great team, but tell me about your expectations. I might've been a little bit overconfident, <laughs> um, you know, coming off of, uh, of Kyle's year last year where he won basically every race, you know, you, you get, you get a sense of confidence, you know, all of us drivers have a little bit of an ego going. <laughs> so we're all like, Oh, well, if he can do it, you know, I can do it as well. But, um, the, the series is just so competitive. I mean, it, it really is so competitive. I think this year had to have been one of the most competitive years 
in a long time. I mean, seriously, um, Hunter did an incredible job all year, just being consistent podiums all the time. And Rasmussen, um, he, you know, he was so fast when he was there and he would always do a great job in the opening corner at getting the lead when, um, you know, when he wasn't on pole or just needed to make mm-hmm. something happen in the opening corner. So yeah, he puts the hammer them, down. Yeah, that's, that, that is true. Yes. Both of them were just super strong all year. Um, and it was, a uh, it was the closest year that we've seen in, in quite a long time. Yeah. Great, great for the series at Cape Motorsports, fantastic organization, ninth straight. What is it about the team that sets them apart? I think it's definitely just, the amount that they teach us, the knowledge they have. They always give us a great car, but, you know, a lot of teams in the series give a great car. Um, they definitely give a super consistently great car, but they teach us just so much. They teach us how to think for ourselves. They're not like, oh, well, in this corner, you need to do this. You know, they walk us through it. They say, okay, the corner is like this, which you're doing this and it's causing this, blah, blah, blah. A lot of technical stuff, but they teach us, you know, how to walk through it for ourselves. And, it, it helps us learn and develop ourselves as a driver so much through the whole season. Um, and I think that's really what um, sets them apart. I mean, you probably saw on Twitter, um, Jeremy Shaw and Team USA posting about how all four drivers were Team USA scholarship. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy just opens up so many doors for us and uh, gives us so many opportunities. But also, you know, all four of us were also – current in my case or former cape motorsports drivers so that just proves how much they help in um, teaching us for the rest of our careers a lot to be said about management a lot to be said about uh, coaching and and uh, who is behind the other side of the headset that goes on there Um, i always like to give drivers such as yourself an opportunity to give a shout out to the sponsors Uh, without the sponsors there's uh no place that we can go. Cooper Tires is absolutely fantastic for the series. But, uh, yep, talk about uh, your own particular sponsors that help you uh, become a champion. Yeah, so my sponsors helped out so tremendously this season. Um, I definitely wouldn't have been on the grid without them. Um, Modern Livery, first and foremost. Community Choice Financial. Cambox Mecca. Uh, my whole family for all their, all their support all year. Um, the series sponsors, Cooper Tires, um, Dan Anderson, Ander- Anderson Promotions, Chris Fantini. The scholarship wouldn't be here without them and um, gives us drivers such a great opportunity to try to win and, and make a career for ourselves when, when money isn't, you know, unlimited as, uh, as it is with so many. So I just can't thank all of them enough. Cape Motorsports for doing such a tremendous job and making me into twice driver. I was when I joined them and Hmm. thanks to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, love being able to give a a shout out to those companies that are there and, and those individuals, you, you brought up a couple individuals that are really uh, there behind the scenes and, and uh, they're the ones handing off the trophy yet. There's so much that they do to bring it to that point. And uh, looking forward to also uh, talking to them and highlighting them over the course of the uh, off season, particularly uh, that goes through it. Speaking of off season seat time, um, again, not looking for any revelations or anything of the upcoming season. Uh, I'll pester you that for that for that uh, in 170 <laughs> days as we get yeah. uh, closer to uh, getting on the track in St. Pete. 
but any opportunities for seat time, you got the old uh, go-kart out in the garage that you're going to dust off a little bit, although you can't do that as much in Ohio. You have to come down <laughs> here to Florida to play around a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking about actually doing um, the Scusa Super Nationals. It's a race in Las Vegas, one of the biggest in the world. And uh, it's definitely on the bucket list for a race I, I want to win. I haven't won it yet, so I'll be looking into that. I might race in that. Um, yeah, uh, Chris Griffiths in, in four weeks, the Chris Griffiths test, test uh, the Indy Pro car, Indy Pro 2000 car for the first time. Okay. Super excited for that. Um, get a feel for um, the team. I don't know who exactly I'm going to go with uh, for Chris Griffiths yet, but um, okay. we'll see. Uh, that'll probably be announced. Uh, in a couple of weeks, but is that your first opportunity getting into the Indy Pro 2000 car? Yep, yep. I haven't got a chance to test it yet, so. Okay, okay. Um, no, you were working on a little bit with your, I think it was your left arm, and and doing some things. And you talk about your your gym work. Any specific programs, CrossFit, running, diet, mm -hmm. nutrition, and I say this sometimes, uh, coming from from my side of the calendar or the age uh, versus yourself, boy, if I could be uh, 20 years old or younger again, uh, I could take on the world, but anything yeah. to focus on from nutrition and, and the specific workout. Yeah. So actually like uh, the best guys in the business of are helping me out pit fit training. Mm -hmm. um, they train uh, Alex Rossi, a, a bunch of IndyCar drivers. Yeah. I can't even list them all off yeah. off the top of my head. But I've, I've heard legends of Dixon yeah. being at the yeah. top of the board of, of every single time, and I, I look forward to working out there in in the month of May. Uh, at least uh, dropping a little sweat in there. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. They actually put together like a whole um, program for me. Um, last year, I went for a fitness evaluation after I had just got out of the hospital. Okay. Um, and they helped me fix so many things. You know, my posture was so messed up after being in that hospital bed for two weeks. And uh, <laughs> they helped me, you know, fix all that, get a training program, a regiment, and uh, get myself back to 100% before uh, St. Pete. Um, so it's just been such a huge help that they've, uh, they've done that for me. And I definitely feel like I was in some of the best shape of my life and I am in the best shape of my life right now. So I can't thank those guys enough for, for their program and all their help this year. Yeah. And it shows keeping that focus at the end of the race or over the entire weekend of being able to do it. So it's yep. good on you for having that program dream with me a little bit. What would it mean to start in the Indianapolis 500? Oh my gosh. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to think that far ahead. I try to take things one step at a time, but it's, it's just like me thinking about, you know, winning the championship this year. It's just like, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine, but I'm doing everything I can to, to make sure it happens one day. And it would just mean the world to me to be there in Indianapolis. Um, I got those couple wins this year, which was so special. And I can't even imagine being on the oval uh, for the Indianapolis 500. That would be, it would just mean the world to me. Yeah. Laguna Seca is a chapel and Indianapolis is a cathedral. <laughs> yeah. This, this year was my 20th straight Indy 500 and I, I love it. And I've never sat in the same seat for two years. So I've gotten yeah. the perspective of looking around and, and just there's something special every single time. Uh, that goes through it. So thanks for dreaming with me a little bit <laughs> yeah. and, and thinking about that as you go to it. Now, most important question that I've asked so far, how do you think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to do this year? Oh, uh, I didn't ask about the Browns. You noticed that. Yeah. Uh, 
probably not too well. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't followed them too much since LeBron left. Yeah. There's probably going to be another number of years before they're competitive again for the NBA championship. But uh, I don't know. I'm a fan either way, so <laughs> I'll be rooting them on. I had to wait many years for my Washington Capitals to finally come through. And a, a lot to be said about um, I'm saying this, not you, but a lot to be said about management, organization, continuity, and coaching. You showed that with, with Cape Motorsports and getting the talent. When the talent's there, they win. When the talent's not there, don't care what you have. Uh, you need to have talented folks like yourself in the seat uh, to be able to perform. So, uh, But yep. I, I saw you had that as an interest, and you were able to do that. Any other interests that um, you're going to be pursuing over the offseason or – is it uh, sim time, focus, focus, racing, racing? Uh, I got on the sim a little bit last night. Uh, <laughs> I like me some iRacing. Um, but relaxation, sleeping at night, knowing that I have a ride for next year. Um, yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, a lot of relaxation the next couple of weeks. Um, see my friends and family and spend time with them. You know, it's been a really busy last couple of weeks you know I think I spent probably well over like 50 hours on the sim preparing for Laguna Seca yeah. um, so it's just going to be a lot of uh, you know spending time with those around me and um, you know also you know early stages of preparing for next year talking to all the teams getting Chris Griffith sorted out um, and uh, you know doing some paperwork as to or going through some paperwork you know it's a lot of a lot of work to deal with all the, you know, the scholarship things and got to get all that sorted. So um, mm -hmm. work on that stuff and um, definitely be, you know, I've, ha I've had a bunch of calls today. I'm just trying to ride off of all the momentum and, um, you know, get as much exposure for myself as possible. Um, so, yeah. Well, it, it shows why you're a champion. Uh, keep your head on straight. Keep, keep dreaming. Uh, moving forward on that. And uh, it's a pleasure to have this opportunity to sit down with you a little bit. Uh, love to touch base with you uh, after, shall we say, uh, uh, Chris Griffin, and um, be able to go through that. Uh, I've got my daughter's wedding, won't be able to uh, attend up there. Um, mm. But uh, so I've had that, that date scheduled and, and circled probably as long as you have uh, for that time. Uh, but would love to be able to catch up with you. And then uh, we'll see you here in my hometown race at St. Pete. And uh, you'll be taking to the track in 170 days with a big old yellow stripe on your back bumper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as the uh, defending uh, USF 2000 champion, but also as a rookie in the Indy Pro 2000. I'm sure you'll do great in that. Thank you so much for, uh, for the interview and for your time. You got it. Fantastic. And so until next time, keep dreaming.